Okay, so in this passage, as we're talking about anointing, Saturday, um, you can find the talk there on YouTube. I did a, a talk about confirmation and uh, anointing of the sick and the importance of both of those because they are an anointing. And remember, Jesus Christ, Christ is not his last name. It's a title, Christos, which in the Greek means anointed one, means that you're anointed for a mission. And Christ was anointed for the mission of saving us from sin and damnation. This was his anointing. Powerful stuff. Now, Jesus goes to the home of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. We know about them from a couple visits. Now, Mary took this most precious thing that she possessed and squandered it all on Jesus. This alabaster oil, this valuable perfumed oil. This is true almsgiving. Giving the best you got for God or others. Now, this is one thing that I think many of us do is with love, we sometimes inherently want to count the cost. Well, you're my good friend. I did this for you. Now you got to do this for me. Or you're my good friend, but you know what? That's a little too much to ask of me. As long as it's not something sinful, we shouldn't count the cost. All right? It should be extravagant. We should pour upon our God and our neighbor extravagance as we can. You know, this is the one thing you've heard me say before, that we get a lot of criticism as Catholics. Oh, look at that church in Rome. What a travesty. That money could have been, instead of building that church, could have been given to the poor. That's Judas. The best should be given to God. The most beautiful should be given to God. The first fruits should be given to God. This is what the Catholic churches are and supposed to do. You walk into non-Catholic churches, they're blank stone plain walls. There's nothing of beauty. Where, where's the beauty of God? Where's the beauty when you walk into a church like St. Anthony's in New Bedford, Massachusetts? The most beautiful church I've ever seen, and that includes Europe. If you haven't seen it, Google St. Anthony's. It's either Bedford or New Bedford, Massachusetts. I think it's New Bedford. It'll blow you away the beauty when you walk in there. You're like, this is heaven. This is how a church is supposed to be. Not to say, you crazy Catholics, you, you, you should have not built this church and given it to the poor. Jesus says, you'll always have the poor, but you don't always have me with you. That's Judas speaking. So that's one of the first lessons. Now, it also shows that it's not possible, or excuse me, it's not just possible to serve God through a vocation as a priest or a nun, but right at your own home. This is what Mary did. She served Jesus right in the home as a vocation. And you can too. Offering up your sufferings, your prayers, watching this mass with us. That's hugely important. Now we see also loves humility. Humility is the queen virtue. Why? It was a sign of honor to anoint a person's head. 
But Mary would not look up to see the head of Jesus. She would not look up. What did she do instead? She anointed his feet. She didn't see herself worthy. The last thing Mary thought about was giving honor to Jesus. I'm going to honor you by anointing your head. She was chosen to do the anointing, but she did not see that she could confer an honor. She never dreamed she was good enough for that. Instead, Mary wiped the feet of Jesus with her hair. Now, this is another sign of humility, because in Palestine, it was of bad reputation for a woman to appear in public with her hair undone. Now, she didn't have her hair done originally. She undid it to dry the feet of Jesus, in another account with her tears. Now, on the day that a girl, this is ancient Palestine, but on the day a girl was married, her hair was bound up for good. To undo that hair was a sign of almost immorality, looseness. But Mary didn't think about that. She undid her hair to clean or to dry the feet of Jesus, not worrying about what her reputation would be. We too should not worry about saying anything or supporting our Lord in worry about what our reputation will be. And this is what you see in Hollywood all the time. God bless actors like Jim Caviezel, Mel Gibson, or um, Kirk Cameron, who've risked their own careers, and like the case of Kirk Cameron, finished his career, because he refused to not stand up for Jesus, not worried about the reputation. God bless them for that. That's why I'm a huge fan of all of those actors, actresses too that have done it like uh, Kirk Cameron's sister. All right, now, this is interesting because after um, she did this, undoing her hair and drying the feet of Jesus, Jesus said, she's done this for the day of my burial. So he's being anointed now. Now, Mary knew something a lot of scholars say that disciples didn't even understand. Wow. She knew that Jesus was going to die. We never even think about this. The church fathers say that she was probably the first one to know that Jesus was going to die. Of course, our blessed mother knew from the time he was a baby. But other than our blessed mother, this is pretty amazing, that Jesus was going to die. And so she was compelled to offer the best she had and so should we. Mary had more insight than others, probably even more than the apostles. Why? Because she spent time at the feet of Jesus. That's why adoration is so important. You are actually spending time at the feet of Jesus. And that's why you are enlightened. That's when you are enlightened. Spending time at the feet of Jesus. That's why Mary had this insight. She would spend time at the feet of Jesus. Now, we also see, let's go to the flip side now, Judas. Now, we see that Jesus is trusting Judas by giving him yet another chance to choose the good. He put Jesus, uh, or sorry, Jesus put Judas in charge of the money. Because he was good with money. 
they was a treasurer or whatever. But it also may, the church fathers say, it also may be because he tried to touch Judas's heart by giving him a good responsibility, like, I count on you. Now, the greatest temptation we sometimes face is in the area of what sometimes is our greatest strength. So somebody whose strength is in being able to manage money is probably going to be tempted to take some money. This is why you see accountants or lawyers sometimes embezzling money. The temptation got them. Now, Judas used the money entrusted to him for wrong things. So here's what's going on. To say that we shouldn't spend money on God, which is what Judas said, is basically denying God the best of what we have. It doesn't mean that it's only money, but remember the best of what we have. And the best of what Mary had was this oil. So one couple last things that I think are worth mentioning. Why were so many people against Jesus? You got to ask yourself about that today even. Now, the Sadducees, here's something fascinating. The Sadducees saw Jesus as a troublemaker. He's been nothing but trouble, they say. Stealing the hearts of the people. They wanted the people to follow themselves, not Jesus. Now, the Sadducees were determined to get rid of Jesus because they didn't want there to be an uprising. Then Rome would come down on them and they would lose their comfort. Okay, now, here's a bigger reason. The Sadducees regarded this whole situation as problematic because unlike the Pharisees, now remember you have Pharisees and Sadducees, the Pharisees believed in the resurrection of the dead. The Sadducees did not. So if the Sadducees did not believe that the dead would rise again, here's Lazarus. <laughs> Jesus just rose him from the dead. So if they don't believe in the resurrection of the dead and they're out there preaching there's no resurrection of the dead and you got this preacher man who just all of a sudden raises somebody from the dead, he totally is going to throw your whole position into chaos. And so they're like, we got to get rid of both of these guys. We got to get rid of Jesus who rose the man from the dead. And we also want to get to kill Lazarus. This is why in the gospel passage, it says the large crowd of Jews, the Sadducees, found out that there, there he was and came not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus. The, or I'm sorry, the people did. The chief priests plotted to kill Lazarus too because many of the Jews were turning away and believing in Jesus. In other words, they wanted to kill Lazarus because he was walking, living example that the dead can be raised. raised? <laughs> and that's why this was a problem for them. And so anyway, this is what was going on. So they had this issue with Lazarus. Now, unless they could do something about it, their power would be gone because they wouldn't be looked upon as the authorities. So they proposed to destroy not only Jesus, but his evidence, <laughs> Lazarus, all right? So sometimes just even being associated with Jesus will make us a target. Lazarus didn't do anything wrong. 
Here they're going to kill Lazarus? He didn't do anything wrong. He died and then Jesus rose him from the dead. Lazarus didn't do anything. But yet they're going to kill Lazarus too? Just by being associated with Jesus, we face attack. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit. I talked about on Saturday. That's why we need confirmation. We need anointing because the oil is a sign in the Bible of strength. And so when you are oil, when you have oil, chrism oil placed on you, even if you're an adult being baptized, coming in at the Easter uh, vigil, many adults come into the church at that time. You have an oil, a chrism oil sealed on you and you are sealed in the Holy Spirit. But it's confirmation that takes that gift of the Holy Spirit at baptism. When you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, you are a baby in Jesus. You are a baby in Christ. You are an infant in the faith. That's why we baptize infants. We make them part of the body and the family of Christ. Now, it's important that you don't go your whole life without being confirmed because in confirmation, that same oil that Jesus just had anointed on him, which is a sign of the Holy Spirit, because Jesus worked through the power of the Holy Spirit, so do you. When you are confirmed, that oil is sealed on you and you are sealed in the Holy Spirit and now you become adults not adult age-wise necessarily, because some children can be confirmed. In the East, they do it with babies. But you are an adult in the terms of the fact that you're, you were baptized as a child, a baby in, in, in Christ, and now you become an adult. You are sealed in the Holy Spirit to become a soldier of Christ, to defend your faith. It doesn't mean, as I say, you have to stand on soapboxes and preach scripture at the bus stop. But what it does mean is when we are confronted with the truth, we will stand for the truth. The truth is what matters. You've heard me say this. And please pray within our own church. We're turning away from the truth. I just got a text this morning from a friend that sent an ad from two parishes in New Jersey. And the parishes in New Jersey stated flat out that you can only come to the sacrament of confession if you have been vaccinated. What? We are going to deny a soul the needed grace for salvation? Sorry, that is completely wrong. And so I will call my own church out as wrong when the truth doesn't stand with her. And for our church to say that somebody cannot receive the gift and the grace of confession because they haven't been vaccinated when there's still so many questions about the health of people and people getting sick from it, there are questions. This is wrong. Nobody should be denied the sacraments under any circumstances, ever. That's the truth. That is what we stand for. And when you are sealed in the Holy Spirit, you are given the virtue of fortitude to have the strength to stand up for the truth. I pray that the people in New Jersey will do that at these two parishes. So, to finish, this is something that the Pharisees were out to do, to bring an end to Jesus and even his evidence in Lazarus. Why? Because they think they can do away with the truth. You can't. You can't. You know, 
this whole issue with Jesus paying a visit to Matthew, I'm sorry, to Martha, Mary, and Lazarus is not the first time he was there. Jesus paid a visit multiple times to Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. It shows the importance of human contact. Yes, we have to be prudent. Yes, we have to follow protocol. Yes, we have to be medically smart and do what needs to be done and do the protection that's necessary. But to eliminate all human contact, even at the risk of someone's salvation, we need to reevaluate that. And praise be to God that we have some that are still standing for the truth. And that is what the power of the Holy Spirit enables us to do when we are sealed with this oil because the oil in the Old Testament stood for strengthening. When you put oil on something, you strengthened it. Put oil on a container, it stops it from linking. An athlete puts oil on his knee, it helps the pain, it strengthens. And so let us all be anointed in the oil of the Holy Spirit so that we have the strength to stand for the truth because the truth will set us free. Now, I know you guys always send letters smiling, saying, Father Chris, you're all about truth, and Father Kaz is all about love. No, you need both. So let me not to forget to say that in the midst of standing for this truth, we have to do it in love. We have to do it in love. Care for our neighbor. Am I saying, you know, don't follow the protocols? Absolutely not. Out of love of neighbor, we have to follow the protocols. But at the same time, those who wish to receive the sacraments should never be denied. And we need to understand that we need the strength of the Holy Spirit to persevere in this time and in this challenge of our culture that, like the Sadducees, wants to put death to Jesus and anybody associated with him. In order for us to survive, we need that strength of the Holy Spirit. That's what the oil is. That's what an anointing is. And that is what we need to do. So God bless all of you. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, let us remain standing for the truth, but always always done in love. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org.
Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.